Fierce friends, this is Owning Her Seed, a podcast representing women who break through glass ceilings in entrepreneurship, culinary, and hospitality. Today with me is Chef Razia Sabor, owner of Fuller Food, to talk about how she turned a dream of private catering into becoming a premier chef for Atlanta's top entertainment industry. Razia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So I met Chef Razia I'm going to say, was it last year, 2019? 2019, We met in 2019, and we just hit it off immediately. Sometimes you just know. So we met when we could go into public gatherings, and we, (laughs) before the mask, and we met at a dinner party at Dinner and Blanc. She was the chef, Mm -hmm. and we drank and danced the party away. Cheers to the the night. It was just a good vibe. Mm -hmm. Lots of wine. The food was absolutely amazing. I still dream about that macaroni and cheese to this day. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so... Throughout this journey of ours, we've been able to support, collaborate, network, yeah. and it's just been so much fun. Yes. So tell me, how did you begin your journey as a chef? That's a long story, but to make it short, I was a social worker. I had been really? a social worker. Yep. I had been a social worker for nine years straight out of college. I moved here to Atlanta in 2005, um, and I worked for the court system and then got into like residential treatment, was a therapist for like abusing and neglected children. Up until the point that they got, you know, uh, what's it called? When they leave the system. And it was just a lot of work. So once I had my first daughter, it was, it was like I was asking for something different, asking for my schedule to change. And I got into outpatient treatment. But it still was just like I was dropping her off to my parents early in the morning and maybe not picking her up until like 7, 8 o'clock at night. So she would want to stay there, you know what I mean? Or cry to want to stay with my mom. So it was really just like me putting it out to the universe that I wanted to do something more, something different, like totally, you know. And then I just started having these things, you know, like dreams about becoming a chef or doing something totally different. And I was honestly like afraid of it. But I said it to my mom and she didn't say the things that I thought people would say, like, you, you don't cook, you don't know how to cook. You know, like, that's what I was thinking, like, how am I going to do that? You know, like, I cook a lot, but I don't cook professionally. How do you do that? Right. But she was like, just do it. Absolutely, you Super should. Super supportive. Yeah, you host people all the time. Of course you should. Um, and then I just kind of got the ball rolling. Um, my brother-in-law, I, I thought I would have, like, a food truck because that was popular back then in D.C. and L.A. I'm from D.C., and so I kind of thought that I would adopt that model here in Atlanta. And that just was kind of a difficult, like licensing and all of that. So my brother-in-law decided to um, wrap my truck. You remember everybody's car yeah, the, the van, honey, yeah, so the SUV. He was like, I could wrap your truck that you have right now. And you could, you know, do that. Baby, we meals on wheels. We out of here. <laughs> right, you could do it, do it that way. But I hadn't quit my job or anything yet. And um, as soon as he wrapped my truck, um, my husband, who was already in the industry, he plays saxophone, he called me and said that he told someone that I was starting a business in food, and the person who was supposed to show up for Tyler Perry Studios the following day fell through. And I had just gotten, like, my business license. I had just had So your first client? Was Tyler Perry Studios. How huge was that? And it was like, I told him no on the phone. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't cater. I can't cater. He was like, you have more than 75 people in your family. You can cater for 75 people tomorrow. 
And so I got a pass to this store called Restaurant Depot, where yeah. I shop all the time now. But um, I got a pass that day. And because I was like, I cannot show up with aluminum pants to Tyler Perry Studios for all the work that they made me go through prior to coming there. That day I had to send all types of stuff in order to get on the lot. So I was like, I have to come up there, you know, official. I have to come correct. Yeah. So my husband sent me a video of what catering looked like um, when they went to lunch that day. I went and bought all of these supplies from Restaurant Depot. My brother-in-law, same brother-in-law, got T-shirts made. <laughs> y'all I didn't y'all have made a chef, happen, happen. Yeah, so a and we showed notice. up and we showed up official, me and two of my sisters. And before they finished eating lunch that day, she said, okay, well, we're going to be here for five weeks. We're going to need lunch and dinner <gasps> for 100 people for five weeks, lunch and dinner every day. So it was like catering 101. It taught me how to even be in this industry that I'm in um, because there's so much do's and don'ts that are kind of unsaid, so many different unsaid do's and don'ts and all of that. It's like I learned everything in that time. And as soon as I finished, I rapped with them. I had nine weeks on another show and 12 weeks on another show. And then I went over to WeTV. So for those who do not know, this is called craft services, okay? <laughs> so literally, when you have a production crew, yeah. they hire, yeah. if you want to explain a little bit yeah, more, because so, you're more of an expert. So they, they, hire, they hire craft services, but they also hire catering, like me. So I, I, was, I was craft services for some productions, but for Tyler Perry Studios, WeTV, even OWN. I was catering. So, I so had what's to the provide. difference between craft services and catering? Craft services, they come and they are there all day and they replenish snacks. So any type of favorites that you may have, like the popcorn treats that we had today, yeah. things like that. Anybody's favorite little treats that they want to have. They have a, a table there for you to have it. Sometimes they have hot snacks and then they might have things in your room depending on what you request. Well, for me, I am meal services. So I come when it's time for you to eat lunch. I come when it's time for you to eat breakfast. I come when it's time for you to have dinner. And every five hours, just on a set, it's required that you feed somebody, that you feed your cast and crew a full meal. Oh. Just union. It's just required. So that's what, that's what catering is. So sometimes you can pull up on a lot. You can stay on a lot all day. If it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you can just serve, you know, from your truck, like your food truck, you Make all the food. I love it. So when did you quit your job? <laughs> Maybe like two weeks in. But I used up my leave and all of that stuff. So we, we, we were, so we were was, just on the PTO. So I already quit. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been asked. Yeah, I'm like, I'm How did you do that? How did you work that out? I'm hearing the job. Right? I'm not hearing a notice. Yeah, like, you know, we're the notice kind of, I did give them two weeks notice, but I used my. We're going to use this PTO <laughs> to be juking on the Yeah, topic. I'm not going to be able to come back, but I will do I'm going to get paid while I'm working two jobs, okay? Work smarter, yeah, not harder, I people. Did. I did. I did. That is what I did. That's but, what PTO but is it used for. Yes. To be working on your yes. side and, business. And honestly, I was working so much as a, as a social worker. It's a passionate type of dedication job and that's what it was it just took so much from me to the point where I wasn't giving that energy to my daughter she was two years old and I just wanted to do something different something different for her you know yeah. to be present as a mom you know okay so how do you balance it all because right now you have so many clients you have a husband mm -hmm. you have two children and you both are entrepreneurs yes we so are. that means there's really no time off there is because so with this career what I like 
as opposed to being a social worker, is I'm able to plan my time out. I'm able to be in control of my time. So I decide, you know, the client, well, not necessarily. I don't have that much power. <laughs> but I decide, you know, like event catering and things like that, I decide when I'm available or when I can be free. Okay. Social work or working for the government, working for the system is a totally different thing. Um, so my my primary goal is to be present, you know, to, to raise my daughters. That's what my mom was. She was present for us. So I build it around them. I build it around their schedules and now they're older. So I'm able to do more, Yeah, you know, but back then it was like, it worked. It worked perfectly. I was in and out all the time, you know, present at their school and all of that. Okay. So what advice would you give someone who is just starting out in the entrepreneur journey and they have children and they have mm -hmm. a husband, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them to start? Your nights when you put your children to bed will be your working shift or that is mine. Um, and that would, that is what works for me, but I would say do it and you learn as you go. There is really no formula to it. There is no, I did it this way and this is the way it should be done. And everything is kind of digital now. So you can't, you have the time, but I would say jump, do it anyway, figure it out as you go. It will be figured out. I don't know how it's working, but it truly is. So I can't say A, B, C, and D yeah. because there is none. Week to week, day to day, it changes, you know. But if this is in your heart, if this is your passion, do it and it will be figured out. What is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? My schedule. Really? Like my freedom. The flexibility. The flexibility, absolutely. It is priceless to be in control of your time. Um, to be able to be present where you want to be present, to be able to cook dinner, you know, at six o'clock at night or to be at the bus stop or to be able to show up at my daughter's schools, even though they're too old to allow me there anymore. We just talked about tell me I can't come now, but just to be able to have the flexibility and the control over what I do and don't do is priceless. So with the pandemic, mm -hmm. how has your business shifted? Because it's been very scary for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. How has things changed for you and your business? So I will say the very first day that it happened or there was like one specific day and I'm going to find out that exact date when everything just absolutely shut down. I lost my whole graduation season in one day, seven gigs and two corporate gigs all in like the course of two days. And all of those deposits have to go back. I'm not a person who says you, you paid your deposit and you don't get it back. You know what I mean? Like just rightfully so I right. wouldn't keep people's. So it depleted me all in like two days, but I adjusted. I was able to shift and I'm thankful even for younger people who are able to say, well, you can do this. Or have you thought about that? Um, even friends of mine, I started doing, um, Instagram lives. Yes. I would just cook on Instagram, but I'm very shy or used to being behind the scenes, not used to being present in front of people talking. You feed your people the food and you mind your business, you go away. Right. Um, so cooking on Instagram live, you know, with my husband just in the background being funny, my friend or a couple of friends and clients suggested that I do these Zoom cooking classes. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I don't even have a Zoom account. You know what I mean? That was my thing. I don't have a Zoom account. I can't do it. Um, but anyway, uh, a friend of mine, specific friend of mine, she pushed me into doing it just for her girlfriends, like a girl's night in. Yeah. And then they ended up doing it like every week. Um, so it trained me again. It was just like 
on the job training. Um, and now I do them quite often. I do them a few times a week um, for corporations that might have planned retreats or conferences and they couldn't go because nobody can go anywhere anymore. But yeah, so I ended up doing it that way and my name just got referred along. So now it's fun for me and I feel like that brought me out of my shell. Cooking is fun. So it, it helped me to teach people in that way, you know, to kind of just have fun in the kitchen. So how do you, let's say, for instance, I'm a mom mm-hmm. and it's very difficult. I'm not the best cook. Okay. What tips would you give me on starting to make things from scratch? Because everyone gets tired of eating out. Yes. We get tired of ordering in the crazy fees with the delivery yes. services. Yes. What tips would you give for healthy meals that mm-hmm. are cost effective for families? I would say plan them out. Oh, okay. And think of what your children eat. So even when you're in a rush, right? Think of what you might grab for your children in a rush and figure out a way to make that. So my daughters had Chick-fil-A one time with one of their friends. They went to the pool with one of their friends. They ended up having Chick-fil-A. Nothing wrong with Chick-fil-A. I just never fed it to them before, fast food. But anyway, it made me figure out a way to make the different things that they had. They had chicken nuggets, which was simple, and french fries. Kids are really simple. You know, so just figure out a way to prep that food. Sunday is a day that a lot of people use to, you know, prep for the week. On that day, you can prep, you know, for your, for your family's food, for your kids, for all of that. You know, meal prep is what they call it now, where people hire chefs to do that. <laughs> families can do that. You can do that. You can shop on Sunday with your children. Kids are helpful in the grocery store. Like, utilize your children. Don't think that children have to be pushed to the side. Utilize your children because what you... Buy them, they should be present for. They should like it, you know what I mean? And then incorporate them in the kitchen as well. On that Sunday, this is what we're cooking. And maybe Wednesday, we come back around and we, we refresh it, you know? But I think incorporate your children because at some point, they can start cooking for you. Like, my daughters are 10 and 13. I see them cooking for I, you on Instagram. Yeah. It's so precious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, precious. I could sit on the couch or I could sit at the dinner table and have that, those meals brought to me. I could lay in my bed and they could bring me breakfast. Or I don't have to cook for them necessarily. They can cook for themselves. My daughter can get off the bus, come in the house, and I don't have to like figure out a snack for her. Because she likes hot food all the time, my 10-year-old. She can do that for herself and I don't have to be present in the kitchen. So get them started early, I would say. Get them started early. Don't teach them about fear in the kitchen. Teach them more about safety. And, you know, like guidance so that they can do it for themselves, especially for busy moms. Like you don't have to do it past a certain age. You don't have to, you know, they can do it for themselves. Okay, so it's the dessert section of the podcast. So I haven't had my wine yet. Okay. so what is your favorite dessert to devour and what is your favorite dessert to prepare? My favorite dessert to prepare first, I have to go with that one, because it's more so about feeding other people yeah. for me, um, is peach cobbler. I love a good peach cobbler, but it's, it's more for the crust for me. Yes, that's, it's more for the crust for everybody. <sighs> the crust and the sauce, not really the peaches. No, you know, like they just like the, the peach the juice. Yeah. Yes, I want the peach juice, but not really, I don't want to bite into a peach. But So I make a double um, crusted peach cobbler, and... Um, People love it. So I just, that satisfaction. Um, and I make a really good banana pudding. Who doesn't love a good yeah. classic? And my sister makes um, pound cakes um, oh, from I my mom. And I just dress cake. them up and make them look oh. great. <laughs> and my niece makes cheesecakes. And I love her cheesecakes. So I love like, so a good mascarpone. 
No, not everybody, but the people who do, they do it very, very it's, well. I'm like, you're like, my sister makes this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where, where do you? Yeah, so I have a sister who makes pound cakes, and she is, ex- I mean, they are the most moist pound cakes you Where's would ever Where's she live have. at? Where's she at? She's, she's in Fayetteville. <laughs> she's right there in Fayetteville. Um, but uh, her name is Bakia, and she makes pound cakes. And then my niece is Raya. And she makes cheesecakes, and they are awesome. She makes a good mascarpone cheesecake, oh, which makes it not so sweet. Um, she makes the sweet ones too, but the one that I love yeah. is her mascarpone cheesecake. So, what's your favorite? So, your favorite one to devour? My absolute favorite is is like a mascarpone style cheesecake, like a bananas Foster. Oh my god, yeah. because she puts ginger snaps on the bottom, um, like you know where the crust when they is. Come in on it's the like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like granola and and ginger snap. Um, crust. Oh, it's divine. So we're it's at divine. the part of the show where you get to ask me. I would like to know about your blog. Oh my god! I would like to know about about every. I, I would like to know about everything, but more so, I would like to know about your blog and okay. how that has changed. You know, with the pandemic and you know. So I started my blog in 2013. So oh, really? I yeah. So I feel like a dinosaur. Um, And I went into food because I felt like when I first got started, everybody gossip was so hot. Like, and I was always like, let me mind my business. Like, I don't really care about who's sleeping with who. It's just, it's so invasive. You know what I mean? I just didn't care. Yeah. So I started my blog. And when I started my blog, I was like so excited. Mm -hmm. And I was working in a food magazine. And when I was working in the food magazine, I went to the You were working at a food magazine? Yeah, I was working. But I was doing like, um, I was an account executive. I was selling ads in this food magazine. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, my God, there's so many restaurants. I was always like a Ruth Chris Houston's girl. You know uh-huh. what I mean? <laughs> you know? that like. Yes, you know? I do know what you yeah. mean. Yes. So then uh-huh. when I started realizing there's so many amazing mm-hmm. hidden gems right. or whatever from, like, selling these ads because mm-hmm. they give you a whole list mm-hmm. of restaurants you have to reach out to. I'm like, I've never even been to any of these places. Mm-hmm. So after, like, I'm going to say six months, I decided, like, I can st- I'm going to write a little food directory is what I called it. Wow. And I went to the editor. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I have a great idea. I'm going to launch this thing called Eating with Erica. And I'm Erica. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And, you know, get back to your invoices or whatever. I was like, I'm going to show you. Like, right. I got something for you. That's what will make you run. Exactly, of course. Right. So I, like, start working on my little business on the side or whatever. And uh-huh. I was, like, selling an ad one day. And the woman said no to the ad. But she was like, I want to be on her blog or whatever. Of course, I got fired. And yeah, really? yeah they let me go. It did not pay me. <laughs> That's all right. That's so the jump off. I was off. like, okay. I'm like, it's not even like I'm getting medical benefits. Like, right. this is my little side job or whatever. Uh-huh. So I um, ended up, like, working. And every time I would go to a restaurant, I would send them an email. Like, I went to your restaurant. Here's the blog. Nobody responded for, like, two years. Okay. Oh, really? And, then, mm-hmm. and finally, I went in where I was hosting, like, my email domain for my emails. It was, like, not connected or whatever. So oh. I wasn't getting any of my emails. They repaired it. And then I had, like, 13,000 emails. <gasps> and I, like, to start. And then it was, like, the jump off. Like, oh, literally. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So then I end up losing my job. Like, I'm going to say fast forward. Okay. I end up losing my job, like, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then my boyfriend, who's my husband, my husband now. Yeah. He was, like, you know, when you lost your job, I got a severance. And he was, like, you have six months to figure it out i'll cover all your bills whatever and you gotta make it shake or you gotta go back to work right i've been full-time ever since yeah it's just a lot so i was like you know with managing your schedule being an entrepreneur i think a lot of times a lot of people think that it's just like oh i wake up at 12 and i get to do what i want to do it's just like my day start anywhere between 5 30 to like out the bed 5 30 5 o'clock because it's like 
I don't have enough time in a day. Yeah, There's always something absolutely. that needs to be done. Yeah, that's what I say about just motherhood. It's once they get to bed, once you take care of your that's husband, when your all day of that, really, that's when your day really, you know, that's like, when the hustle starts. Yeah, that's when the hustle starts at night for me. But yeah, and then I start cooking at like four in the morning. Do or, you start yeah, sometimes cooking? it depends on what it is. You know, if it's private chef stuff, maybe not. But if it's an event, yeah. Okay, so what is next for Fuller Foods? So I am completing my book. Come on, book. Which is which is a a cookbook and memoir kind of all in one. I like a memoir. I kinda, now. <laughs> I love the memoir. It's not like a tell all, but it's like a. I wanted to incorporate my family, and I wanted to talk about my upbringing and how this came about. I didn't just all of a sudden start cooking. Right. You know, I cooked throughout my life, um, so it's it's about that. Um, but it's also a cookbook. So in in the fall, twenty twenty one, and then my my ultimate dream always was to have like I saw a Mack truck driving down the interstate with fuller food on it um well fuller catering at the time I had a vision of that so that's what I really want to do is have packaged goods um in grocery stores so the mac and cheese that you spoke about mac and cheese (laughs) there are there are four different items so my honey cornbread uh the mac and cheese sweet potato souffle and then I can't think of the other one right now but so there are four different items delicious Thank you. And then I want to do frozen dinners, um, like in the frozen food section of the grocery store. Oh, fuller burgers. So that's what I started with. So it's loaded turkey burgers. So they're just stuffed turkey burgers. And I love how your food is clean. Like you you. have a good combination of like savory and still healthy. Yeah. So I call myself like a savory indulgence. So you think of like desserts and such. I'm not something that you can eat every day, you know, unless I'm like your private chef. But when people book me for events, it's like an indulgence. It's a savory indulgence. It's something that you're not going to eat every day, but you're having an event. You're having a gathering. And so you want to indulge. It's an experience. It's it's an experience. It's an experience, you know, so so that's what I am. Well. You are an experience, and I'm glad I got to experience you today. Yes, me too, as well. I admire you so much. (laughs) You're the bomb.com. Rajia, thank you so much for joining me today. Learn more about Rajia's company and how you can support her as a chef and a business owner. Find her website and social media channels in the description of this podcast.